Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Live and local from The Score's Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is Gabe Ramirez. Happy Tuesday, my people. And if you follow me on Twitter, Chicago underscore Gabe. If you're on your way home looking for something to do for the young people in your life, ages 4 to 14, I'm putting on the uh, summer camp. A free, actually, it's a one, that can't be called a camp. Well, I guess it is. It's a soccer camp, right, where they're going to teach you some stuff. Myself, along with the Chicago Fire, partnered up with them. Just to do, you know, I'm born and raised here in the city, and I just, you know, now that I'm here on the score, moved down the hall from B96, it's like, what are you doing with this platform? I think that's one thing that I'm taking away, or I took away from being on B96 for so long. It's like, what what am I doing, you know, for the young people here in the city? So I decided to team up with the Chicago Fire. I don't even play soccer, but I thought it was cool to have a free summer camp where young people can come out, learn from the Chicago Fire coaches, four coaches from the Chicago Fire, are going to be at this camp. It is happening tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. at Humble Park, my very own Humble Park. It's going to be at the the mini pitches at Humble Park, 1440 North Humble, which is really like Sacramento. It's going to be from 2 to 4 again. There's a few spots still available. And I just wanted to say, and, and if you're looking how to get involved, just follow me, Chicago underscore Gabe. I just retweeted the link. You can go there right now, sign up. It is absolutely free. So anybody between the ages of 4 and 14, if you want to get them involved tomorrow, they're going to have some free swag for you guys as well. Uh, that's going to be going down at Humble Park. And that's that's what you do when you're a hometown person. You love your city. You love it so much. You try to give back and you try to, you know, really show appreciation for the 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 community and the, and the people that brought you up. And, and that's why what happened today with Wilson Contreras, just really hit home for me because you love guys like that. You love people that love this city. You see what Joe Kim Noah has done as he talks about his Chicago Bulls and becomes that ambassador. He loves the Bulls. He speaks so highly of the D-Rolls, Luol Deng, Taj Gibson kind of group. Even Tabo Cephalosha was at his wedding, at Joe Kim Noah's wedding. Like, he loves this city. And when you heard... Contreras, not, let's not even talk about what you heard from him, when you saw how he acted. So many people were saddened because they wanted him to remain a Chicago Cub. And I know my producer tonight, Cesar Perez, is one of those dudes. Look at him shaking his head. He's teary-eyed. So let's not even go off of what he said, Cesar. 
just off the nonverbals, what you saw from him, whether it be his first plate appearance, his last plate appearance, or the goodbyes from his teammates as, as they were coming off of the field, what were your feelings knowing that more than likely this is his last home game in a Chicago Cubs uniform? It's just what you said. You know, the, the first thing that you, you have to say is, man, he loves being a Cub. Like, he really loves playing for the Chicago Cubs and playing for, and yes, I am a Cub fan, and playing for fans like me and, and putting on the pinstripes and going out there, you know, and, and playing at Wrigley Field and all that comes with it. He truly, really does love it. He, and, and it's sad to see him go. And, and you know, I, I have to say, Seeing that, you say to yourself, they have to do it from within. Because what what kind of big free agent <laughs> is going to look these last two seasons and see these guys crying on the way out and yeah. see it, what's going on and say to themselves, you know what, I want to play there. Yeah. You know, I, I want to go be a Cub. Why would you do that? So it also makes me think they they have to do it from within. They better grow this farm system because that's the only way we're going to be competitive again. Because no free agent is going to look at what happened today with Contreras and what happened last year with everyone else and say, hey, you know what? I, I want to go sign there. I, I want to go give my all to that franchise. Right, and you want to you know? look at it if you are a free agent. You, I guess the hope there would be by the time your contract is up, if you become a part of this organization, you will be in the midst of a different window. And that's where the Cubs are at right now, unfortunately, where his services right now can bring back some top-tier talent and help them get to that place in the future. I'm a, I'm a big fan of bringing him back. Like, Aroldis Chapman did with the Yankees. Like, go to your little, you know, rent-a-player kind of vibe. But, look, we love you over here. But, again, it's, you're just not certain that it lines up with the window that the Cubs are trying to create. But I'm a big fan of that. Bring him back. Like, what you saw today on the field was phenomenal. I was actually right outside of the score studios as Matt Spiegel was finishing up his show, and Mark Grody came, and – uh, I think Stadzinski was there, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm watching Wilson Contreras' very first bat as a Chicago Cub. Smacks a homer, and as he's rounding first base, this is his first at-bat in the majors for the Chicago Cubs. As he's rounding first base, he is pounding his chest. Like, yeah, yeah, and the Cubs, and it's like from that moment on, his Cubdom was solidified and cemented into the history books. Now, let, let's hear, see, you got the queued up. Let's hear what he said in his post-game interview about the fans and about the Chicago Cubs and what it actually means to him. I would like to say that I love you all. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything you guys uh, did to, to, for me and my family. I got a, a lot of um, good relationship with, with some friends from Chicago, um, and I'm pretty sure... Um, I'm going to love him forever, so thank you for everything, and I wish uh, I could play for you guys, but this is a business. I understand that. I love you all. He, he understands it's a business, which is fine, and he also understands that just like a Jose Ramirez for the Cleveland Indians, come this offseason, you can, you know, business your way back into the Chicago Cubs organization, and I say that as a Sox fan because I just love the passion because you love Chicago, right? Like I love, I love Chicago so much. My wife hates how much I love Chicago, but I do. I go. I'm the guy that goes to other cities and says, "This is your downtown. This is your downtown." I'm that guy. So to see Wilson Contreras, and then I tweeted out his embrace with Ian Happ in the dugout, where he got emotional 
put his Cubs hat over his head. But my caption on my tweet was, me after drinking heavily. Because that's what I do. I, I, I'm a hugger. I, I want to make everybody feel good. And ah, uh, it was just, it was sad to see. It was sad to see. And then for Ian Happ as well. But you saw the class from David Ross. You saw the class from Hayward. Guys that truly appreciated what these two gentlemen have done to the organization. But you know, you know what, Caesar, you know what I was thinking about also? I was like, I would want to go play in San Fran. I'd be like, that's it. Is that their next? That's their next series, right? San Fran? That, that's what they're playing next? Yeah. I, I, I'd be like, I don't want to play. My hamstring hurts. Trade me. I don't want to play. In the, I don't want to suit back up. Because then, dude, do you know how many fans are in San Francisco and that are going to show up for these games? He's just going to have to relive it all over right. again, you know? It's like getting back with your ex. No, we broke up. That's it. I don't want to get back together, hook up one more time, and then do that. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 312 644 6767. We got Brad. Is that who it is? Brad, were you crying when you saw Wilson Contreras? Wilson Contreras? Yeah, it was rough for sure. So who who are you looking? I know we're talking about the Cubs here, but who are you looking to get to the Sox? So uh, just a trade idea for the Cubs and Sox benefit. Um, I would do Contreras, Hap, and if you have to throw in Robertson or Givens, uh, for uh, flashback, uh, Eloy and Gavin Sheet. I think that would be a fair thing for both sides because the Cubs would be taking the risk for Eloy, and I think the Sox kind of owe them for the, the magical <laughs> debacle. No, dude. 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 Okay. I hear, I, I, hear where you're going, I hear where you're going there. I think the bridge between the Cubs and the Sox has been burned for the next couple of years. I don't think anyone's going to cross that anytime soon. But I'll let fans that are listening right now text in about that not being a good idea. I mean, have Contreras and Rock. And you're like, and we'll throw in Robertson. Like, just, yeah, we'll just give you guys the closer to. Why not? Why not? You, you guys want to play a Wrigley too? Why not? It just, uh, I don't think the Cubs are looking to bring back Eloy anytime yeah. soon. It's too injury prone. It's too injury prone. Nobody wants Eloy. Now, if it was, I did say, I said like an Eloy and somebody else just, just for Contreras, we'd have to give an arm. I said, oh, it was Ronaldo Lopez. That's what it was. Look at, look at Caesar shaking his head with that one. You like the Eloy and Ronaldo Lopez. Cause here's the thing, Ronaldo Lopez, I've had this conversation with many people. He doesn't want to be a innings eater relief pitcher. He wants to be a starter. He definitely does. He he wants to be a part of a rotation, yeah. not, not coming out of the pen. Yeah, he believes in his stuff. And I don't care how good he's been pitching in one, one or two innings. He, I I think when the Sox acquired him, that was the original plan, right? For him to be part of a of a, of a rotation, not yeah. to be coming out of the pen. And now he right exactly. And he wants to he, listen when you're when you used to be a starter, you go into the bullpen, you accept your role. He's done a he's done a great job accepting his role on the Chicago White Sox. But yeah. He wants to be – you got to – come on, dude. If you're going to go pluck someone from, like, the Cincinnati Reds, if you're going to go do that with the Pirates, you give them someone like Reynaldo Lopez. And the reason why I said that you can't do that – and, sh- like, some, like Shane on our Southsiders podcast is like, dude, you're crazy. His role is great. You're not, I said, yeah, but you got to give up something to get something. And if Cueto or Lynn, like, like, like how Sam Phelan was saying earlier, if they're going to be – if they're going to have trouble – 
figuring out who's going to be at the back end of that rotation. One of those guys can then fill into that role. We've seen Cueto do it already this year. I heard uh, you and Speaks, I believe, talking to Morrissey the other day, and he brought up maybe you trade Cueto if you're a Sox yeah. and get something for him. And I thought that, that, was, that was a great idea. And that's if Lynn is doing well, you know, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can trust anybody in this rotation except for Dylan Cease. Like, that's the only dude I trust. Anyway, we're not talking about Cease. Don't get me sad again, bro. We're talking about, talking about the Cubs, speaking of being sad. And where do you think he's going to go? Do you think it's a done deal that he's going to the Mets? Yeah. I, I would, I, if I could pick a, a franchise to pluck some prospects from, I would love to Tampa, honestly. Give me a couple of prospects oh, wow. from someone like Tampa or, you know, that that'd be guys like, that know how to build a farm system. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if I'm just picking, obviously what I would love for them to extend them, right? What Cub fan does not want them extended. But, but if I have to pick, you know, when I'm thinking of where he's going to go, I want to pick a farm system that I know for the most part in their history, they're producing some good yeah. players, you know, yeah, that, that's what I want. You're looking at. The New York Mets sitting in first place by two games over the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. They need some power. When you're looking at uh, John Rossi also pointed out the Cleveland Guardians could be someone that could give up some assets in order to get Wilson Contreras so that that way he could be some protection for Jose Ramirez in the middle of that lineup. They got a lot of guys that are scrappy. They got a bunch of base hitters, but they don't got the power. And he could definitely address that. Ah, I don't. But please don't come to the AL Central. Stay your ass out the AL Central, Senor Contreras, por favor. Because I do not want to see that. Ah, this trade then, I, you know, people talk about how the NBA offseason is awesome and the NFLs, but as invested as I am in this season, as this trade deadline approaches next week, it's going to be interesting to see where some of these guys land. And how some of these teams that, you know, with the expanded wild card, that's what it really is. If, if if you're just listening and you're not really sure what's going on, you know, you got your three division winners, which right now is the Yankees, Minnesota, and Houston. And then you get three wild cards. Three wild cards. Right now it's Toronto, Tampa, and Seattle in the AL. And it is in the NL, I believe it's, yeah, Atlanta, San Diego, and St. Louis. And then the top two teams, chill out. And then the worst of the division winners plays the worst wild card. And then the two wild cards play each other in the three-game series. Like, this, the MLB playoffs, like, they definitely took it to a new level. And this is going to be exciting. So where are some of these Chicago Cubs players going to end up? Where is Ian Happ, David Robinson, Contreras going to end up? And what are the Chicago Cubs going to look like? after the trade deadline. To answer that question, we are going to talk to the voice of the Chicago Cubs in Espanol. Miguel Esparza is going to join us right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. We'll talk to him right after this. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Oh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. As the Chicago Cubs look to unload a few players and get some talent in return. But here to talk to us today on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, is the play-by-play radio broadcaster for the Chicago Cubs in Espanol. Of course, I'm talking about my guy, 
Miguel Esparza. Miggy, what up, bro? Gabe, how you doing, man? Good to, good to hear you. It sounds like you've been crying all day, bro. You know, I'm still crying. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's, hey, Latinos, we're emotional, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's been just a roller coaster ride once again. Everything started last night after the game where, you know, Wilson spoke to the press and the media, and, and it was just one of those that's like, okay, this is definitely happening. I think we all had that little bit of hope. But, yeah, after yesterday and today, it was just clear that this is just done. So you were actually there calling yes. the game today as Wilson Contreras came to the plate for his first appearance before he cracks that single. What was that like for you calling it and seeing the fans give him that standing O? Man, Gabe, you know, it was, it was electric. It was one of those moments where, where you, me as a radio, and, and you as well, we're radio broadcasters, and we paint that picture for everyone. And just to be able to, to take that to, to all those radio listeners and, and myself, because I'm in there too, you know, and, and I'm feeling, you know, the chills uh, going through my body. <laughs> I am a fan, you know, and, and it's just it, it was just one of those moments that, I know it will live on forever for many people. And, and just the fact that it, it was that first one and he connects, you know, he says that's a center field. But but then again, when they did it on that last one, that last one was a little bit more special, uh, even though, it, it, you know, he struck out on that last one. But the way that people knew that was it, that was the last one, that last opportunity he was going to have. Did you feel like it was somber or did you feel like there was more gratitude in terms of the somber. feeling in the air, somber. I think somber. I think people, um, once again, we we all, and I include myself as a fan, we had that little bit of hope. And, and, and you know, it was just one of those moments where you think about it and, and, and you you know everything that happened. And, and, and once again, going back to, to uh, Wilson's words yesterday about how he knows this is a business and he loves it, everyone. And, and just seeing those moments play out today, it was even more, it was clear, you know, that, that everyone was very sad. Uh, Cubs Twitter was going nuts, everyone talking about it. When I left the park today, you had a lot of people just waiting in line, like outside of the park, hoping to catch a glimpse of Wilson. So it was one of those moments. It was a, a bittersweet victory and, and six wins in a row for the Cubs. But I think, uh, forget about the win, it was all about Wilson today. Let's talk a little bit about Ian Happ. Obviously, oh, yeah. more than likely having the same kind of fate as Wilson as the deadline approaches. What's your take on on, on his demeanor on the field and as you were calling his at-bats for what could potentially you know, be his last time at home? It, it was surprising that the fans didn't react as much as uh, for Ian Happ as they did for Wilson, but I know – that everyone uh, at left field were giving him all the love today. And, and we heard him talk about how Wrigley Field is just special. Everyone makes it so special, the essence of everyone that works there, and obviously talked about the fans. So you see him coming up, and, and you saw him as well when he hugged Wilson at the end of the game. You could see his his, his eyes watering. So it was one of those, uh, once again, and we, we knew that Ian Happ and Wilson were pretty much out of here. You can you can feel it. You can sense it. And and, and good for him. I, I think it's real good to see an Ian Happ because there was a moment where there was some doubt with Ian 
but he picked it up in that second half last year and he continued this year. So it's great to see for a player like him, unfortunate for us, hopefully we do get some talent in return, but that's never a guarantee. Obviously you're going to get the prospects that may, may or may not pan out for the club. Of course, we're talking to Miguel Esparza play by play voice for the Chicago Cubs. Also, my uh, my coworker here at WBBM News Radio down the hall. <laughs> yes. Let's. Uh. I mean, geez. I just. I'm. I'm looking at. I just keep wanting to talking about Wilson and and and, and, yeah, and what he it, meant. You know. <laughs> it's hard. Like I want to talk about the six game win streak. I want to talk about the talent right. that they can get a return. But I just. I'm. I'm just marveling at his love for the team, his love for the organization, his love for the the journey that he's been on yes. with this squad. What, what what can you what can you say about about him and and who he is as a player, you know not only as what he's meant to this franchise but just but just him as him the individual, right? You know when you think about Wilson, um, one of the things that caught my eye today, Taylor McGregor, um, she reported about him sitting at the bench looking at the at the iPads and at the tablets, not only for his at bats but the young players and seeing how he can mentor them. I think that is such an important part of what Wilson became for this team. He was that mentor. He was that person that was really um, helping these guys develop Christopher Morel specifically meant uh, specifically, you know, I think that guy, he, he had such an impact by just playing next to Wilson Contreras. Now it, it was funny a couple of, when he uh, hit his uh, 100th home run, I went to uh, the day after, after when uh, Christopher Morel debuted um, and I showed Wilson my home run call, my videos that I post on, uh, on Twitter, and he was very appreciative. He was very happy. You could see the excitement in him again, like reliving that moment. So it's it's you know it's very very tough to see one of those players leave because you know the important the importance that one of these players can have on that young talent, and and that's why I guess we had that little hope of you know what maybe they will keep them around to help develop the future of these Cubs. And that's, that's the possibility there. When you're looking at him entering free agency, you know, he's only making less than $10 million. And I think that's the big issue mm-hmm. for the Cubs is, and whether right. or not they'll bring him back. You're looking at, you know, Soto's contract where the one that he turned down for 400 and some million. And you're oh, like, yeah, the Cubs going to put not obviously not that contract together, but he's going to command a high contract from a lot of teams that want that power and a, a great, great defender from the uh, catcher position. Right. But is that even a possibility? Do do you think that he could come back or like, that's it. It just doesn't align with what the Cubs are trying to do right now. You know, I, I think that, and, and, and a lot of people, when, when he made the comment at the all-star game that he felt there was something in him that, that it made him feel that it wasn't his last game, uh, last all-star game as a Cub. He probably didn't mean just like staying with the with the team now. Maybe that is a possibility for him to come back in the future. Um, that might be a possibility. I think once again, I go back to to the impact that he can have on these young players. I think that's very important for any club to have that veteran leadership and 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 be able to really guide these people, these players. And we were talking about earlier on the broadcast the importance in general that us Latinos we stick together, we 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 help each other. And I think that, that that's another thing when you have uh, players like Christopher Morel coming up and, and having to, to and has uh, uh, Wilson Contreras, you have Nelson Velasquez who's there. Okay. And I, I think Nelson's going to be a big, big part of this, you know, and, and you have those, those players that stick together and, and it could, it could be even better for the future and the development. Yeah. It's tough when, when, uh, 
Jan Gomez is hitting two home runs from the catcher yeah. position because then you're saying to yourself, all right, yeah. well, maybe we can give you know right, some of these other right, guys you know, some innings uh, behind the play. Yeah, it's it's a tough one to do, but you're right. You know, when you're thinking about loyal Latinos that that are appreciative mm-hmm. in that sense, and they say to themselves, you know what, hey man, you know, money isn't everything to me. Um, family is, or or my community is, and of course, Chicago is his community now. And then he said it himself: "This is home. This is my home. This will be mm-hmm. my home." And I truly, yeah. I truly wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that that he feels that way. And and I think every Cub fan would would have loved to have kept him around because when you look at the narratives, right, Miguel, when you're talking about you know, Javi Baez or Chris Bryan or Rizzo, they didn't, ha- they, they loved the team, but it's almost as if they didn't express it the same way of course, that Wilson yeah. Contreras did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you hundred percent, even though last year really hurt, <laughs> yeah. but but this one felt different. Like it, it really did. It, I, I don't know if it's because, you know, he was able to have that last at bat. I remember Chris Bryant coming up. He was uh, ready to come up and, and bat, and that opportunity wasn't given to him. He wasn't crazy. able to because of the way of the game went and whatever. But but this this was just so so much more special, and and in that sense of of just thinking about uh, the impact in general. And and uh, on Marquis, they were replaying, you know, his first uh, home run when he debuted. So all that, you think about that, and you think about, like he mentioned, you know, he's been with the organization since 2009, so he really loves this organization. So, yeah, it's different. I think, you know, Javi was more about, like, I want to get my money, I want to get paid, and I'm going to go wherever they give me that money. And and the same deal with with Rizzo and and Bryant. Yeah, I I definitely felt that way with those guys. And, you know, they got paid, and and like Kyle Schrober said, hey, it's it's not as bad as you might think it's going to be. But, I, but, you know, when you're with an organization from the very beginning, you know, it, it has a special place in your heart. Now, speaking of the Chicago Cubs themselves are in the midst of that six-game win streak. We definitely got to mention, I mean, damn, six of games course. in a row. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, out of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> and, and it, against good teams, right? I mean, granted, the last two against, uh, the, against Pittsburgh. Right. But Philly, who was in the thick of the playoff hunt, and then that last one against the New York Mets where they eked it out three to two. They're going up against a tough San Fran, or actually not a tough, but still in the thick of it, San Fran, who might be sellers right. with guys like Jock Peterson or maybe moving some of their pitchers as the trade deadline approaches. What are you expecting from the Cubs going into this four-game series? Well, here's the thing. You know, you I, I was looking at uh, Marcus Stroman will have a start. I know Justin Steele will, will have a start. And, and you look at the outings for, for the starting rotation for the Cubs, and, and the last couple of outings have been so good. Especially today, we had Keegan Thompson go out there. He had seven strong innings. You give you you leave your team in a position to win, and I think the Cubs have done it. And we've seen it throughout where these teams, the uh, the Cubs, have been in so many close uh, games that some of them, yeah, for the most part, they've lost, but they've been in all these games because of the starting rotation. Adrian Sampson yesterday, great outing. Unfortunately, he leaves with a tie game, and he still can't get a win. So I, I think that going forward, you have these young young uh, pitchers that can definitely help you in the long run. Now, when we look at the bullpen, that's going to be different because I, we know that David Robertson will be gone. Um, Michael Givens, I think, is one of those that might be going as well. I even think Kyle Hendricks will be will be gone as well. Like so, it's 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 just going to be very interesting uh, to see how this pans out in the next couple of weeks after the trade deadline. And obviously, anything can happen from here to next Tuesday. Yeah, Justin Steele on the bump for the Chicago Cubs in the very first start against the San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants. 
And he's pitched well as of late. So, I mean, you're going yeah. back to uh, since May 31st, he's only given up more than three runs twice. Twice right. since May 31st. That's a ton of outings right. there. Like you said, allowing your team to be in the game. And they got some scrappy guys that really want to prove that they can perform at this very high level. And I, I just I, I try to think about the mindset, Miguel, of, right. of the Cubs going into something like this. You got, you're on an emotional high right now like a super mm-hmm. emotional high, and then you got to go into San Fran. I was telling my producer, Cesar Perez, huge Cub fan, that I was like, if I was Contreras or Hap, I'd be like, I don't want to play in these games. My hamstring hurts. I'm out. Don't play me. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good. I've already exhausted myself. Like, it's going to do me no good to play in these games. But I, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be this significant drop-off from this six-game win streak just because of the emotional toll that has been taken on, on the Chicago Cubs after this last week? You know, I, I I don't think they'll, these players, I think they're still trying to prove, you know, that they are what that next big team needs okay. or the, the team that's in the, in the hunt right now. Um, I'm sure they're going to be, you know, like there was today, there was a report, there's rumors all day, every day, but there was one where they said um, that the, uh, the Mets were, were looking to get a, a package of uh, Wilson along with David Robertson. And, and you're talking about good teams, you know, so I'm pretty sure that they just want to continue to prove, Hey, listen, yeah, I can be a part of this and, and we could go into the playoffs and, and possibly look for a championship. So I don't think that would be the case for these guys. I know uh, everyone was asking about David Robertson, why he wasn't available today. David Ross simply said, you know what? He uh, had two outings in a row. He was overpitched. If this was a night game, he would uh, be going out. But, you know, that's not the case. So people thought it was just like, hey, there's a deal in place that's going to happen. That's why David Robertson is not available out of the bullpen. So there's going to be a lot of that going on this week. I I really hope, you know, for the sake of – us Cub fans that we could definitely enjoy some more winning. You know, it's so much more fun when we're at Wrigley and you can hear the Go Cubs Go song after the game. Everyone is out of there with a smile on their faces. Of course. I mean, there's still dogs in the lineup. Rafael Ortega is in there. Oh, Say yeah. Suzuki smacking a home run today. I mean, Nico Horner, people obviously think thinking extremely high of him. You know, Alfonso oh, Rivas, Christopher great, Morel. I mean, there's guys in that lineup that you can yeah. still root for. Do you think that with moving Contreras, Robertson, and some of the names that we've mentioned, that there's going to be some guy, some some major league like ready players, or do you think there's still gonna, it's going to be like minor league talent that we're going to see next year? You know, I think we will see more of those uh, minor league players coming up, but I would imagine, like for example, for for the left field, I would imagine that David Ross is going to go with Nelson Velasquez. I think mm-hmm. he he is able to 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 be able to take care of that left field and we saw him away from home he had three home runs um so you you know you'll see that kind of player if Ortega stays because you know a couple of weeks back they were talking about there was there were some rumors that Ortega uh, might be going as well there were teams interested in Ortega so you know you're gonna have to fill that spot in center field as well and, and maybe it'll be Morel going uh, back out to center field so uh, he's gonna have to juggle a David Ross with with a lot of the pieces that he'll have here but I'm sure we definitely will see uh, more rookies. Narciso Crook probably will make his way back up uh, to the major. So, you know, those are the, the, the things that we're going to have to just wait and see them pan out because obviously, you know, unfortunately we are not in there and know exactly what they're planning on doing. Fantastic stuff, Miguel. To be able to talk to you after calling this game today, 
I am absolutely honored to have you on today, dude. Thanks for hey, hanging Dave, out. With thank me. you. Always. No, Mike. no, thank you. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Miguel Esparza, play-by-play voice for the Chicago Cubs, joining us right here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. And, I mean, listen, you watched the game. You watched the game, and you saw the emotion that poured out. And to think about the people actually calling the game that are actual fans, man, it's got to be a tough job right there. All right, speaking of easy jobs, uh, mine is that much easier. And we're going to head out to Twitter time, baby. If you don't know what that is, listen, the sports world lives in the Twitterverse. And what I've done is just aggregated some of the tweets from the, from the Twitter world. But I've also thrown in some, like, pop culture stuff because it can't just all be about sports. So Caesar and I are going to discuss those on the other side. Is it going to make you laugh? I guarantee it will. Make sure you're here for it. I'm Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It is time to search the Twitter sphere. Michael Jackson lets us know what we're doing here. Call it Twitter time. This is where Caesar and I get to talk about what's going on in the Twitterverse that we can't do a whole damn topic about. That's the whole beauty of it. But it's not just sports, guys. You know, I come from a pop culture background, so we got we got some... We got some things we're going to throw in here. All right, first and foremost, but 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 it is sports driven. Where a majority of them are sports. First one I have here is from Daniel Greenberg, a guy we've had on the show multiple times. Does a phenomenal job covering Chicago sports, keeping his ear to the ground. He tweeted out, "I keep hearing from multiple people that Io DeSumo is having a monster off season," and that's quoting Casey Johnson on his Bulls Talk podcast. I mean, what the hell defines a monster offseason? Like, he had a monster, like the energy drink during the offseason? Like, how can you gauge what the hell a monster offseason is? Maybe he's going to come back jacked, putting on some muscle <laughs> in the weight room. Like D. Brown did and Deron Williams when they were playing for Illinois. Like, what, is th- what does that mean? I-, I just don't, I guess I didn't. And then he put the link to the podcast, but it's like, I keep hearing from multiple people. And then he didn't even see it himself. He hear- he's hearing it from multiple people that Io is, is having a monster offseason. Is he knocking down the three more consistently? Like, what What does that mean? Because the Bulls are going to need some Io DeSumo this season. Because you saw flashes of it, whether it was him hitting the mid-range jumper consistently when DeMar was out, him running the point when need be when Lonzo was out, whether it was him, you know, driving addition or guarding some of the best guys on the other team, best guards on the other team. So, I mean, he already was having a monster rookie season. Jesus, if he's having a monster off, I mean, like, is he going to be, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Chirp, uh, chirp. Moving on to the next one. I got to figure out how much time I got left. Make sure I can get all these in. All right, this one is from Carmen Vitali, Carmi V on Twitter. She says, so the Bucks receiver room is now Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gates, Scotty Miller, Bashar Perriman, and Julio Jones. Like when you see, when I saw that Caesar, I was like, why do the rich continue to get richer? Like when, when can a Chicago team be in that position where, when, when we have Tom Brady as quarterback, <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. When you have somebody that good, but yo, Julio Jones, like he, I, he just throws the ball up to Mike Evans. Like to be able to throw the ball up to Julio Jones, I don't care if I'm thinking it's 10 years ago. 
Yeah, yeah, that's it's the a thing. weapon. Is he the same Julio Jones? Is what you got to think. Doesn't of, you know? matter. He can catch the ball, right? Like he can catch the ball. All right. Granted, he's not going to go for a forty-yard fade route and then outrun his cornerback. But if he's on a fifteen-yard slant, and I and Tom Brady throws it up to him, he's probably going to come down with that bad boy. And let's not forget, he's no longer going up against double coverage or against the other the opposing team's best cornerback. He's still going to be a monster red zone target. I mean, <laughs> and you know. a monster red zone target. That's going to be man heavy. You got Cameron Brake coming up the middle. Your tight end, like you got to, like who's going to be guarding him? A linebacker? Like you're going to get your nickel guy in there? Your 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 seventh round, you know, nickel guy guarding a Hall of Famer and Julio Jones? Like that's almost upsetting. All to play with Brady. All to play with Brady. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing what what heavy Tom Brady and your team can do, isn't it? You know, guys like Julio, you know, they'll take a lesser role even. It's just to come play with Tom Brady. Because you know, Matt Ryan called up Julio Jones and said, Papa, why don't you come play with me out here in Indianapolis, bro? We'll get it done. You, T.Y. Hood, and it'll be like the 2012 All-Star or All-Pro game right here. And he was like, yeah, yeah, man, I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. And then the tweet comes out that he signs with Tom Brady. Oh, my goodness. Chirp, chirp. Moving on, moving on. All right, this one's actually funny and has to do with some baseball. This one's from Bartolo's Colonoscopy. You know, because sometimes you just got randos that pop up in your thing when you follow certain things. It says, the White Sox have placed an offer, which is ridiculous, to the Cubs for Ian Happ that includes Norge Vera. It's unclear whether the offer has gained traction or not. Vera is one of the most sought Sox prospects in any major trade they've explored this summer with any team. Now, you're you're my Cubs guy. Would it hurt you? Would it pain you to see Ian Happ on the south side? You know, I seen another one with that same scenario that included Oscar Colas in it. And when but I we seen ain't that, giving, we ain't giving them. No I Oscar mean, Colas. when I seen the one that included Colas, I'm like, make the deal right now. Right. Make, no, make, I mean, no. if, if we have to get rid of Hap, which obviously it's gonna happen, you give me Colas back in the deal, I'll take it right now. I'd rather just take Colas and put him on the roster instead of trading for for Ian Hap in that moment. It's it's funny because okay, as a non Cubs fan, I I understand Ian Hap was an All Star, which is oh my gosh, I, I couldn't even believe it. And you know what what he can bring to your team. But for one reason or another, he seems to be muddled in with the Schwindel and Wisdom guys. Like, I feel like, I know he's better, obviously. He made the All-Star team, right? Like, that's, I'm not stupid. But I just, for me, in terms of superstarness, it just doesn't hit the same. It, he... When you're right. When you think of his name, right, you're not thinking of Contreras or even yeah. the ones that we've lost last year with KB and Rizzo. It's because and those he came guys. in after the World Series. Yeah, you know, uh, but again, what you just said, he he's an all-star. I mean, he's you know, all-star. he's a major league all-star. He really is. I and, and his name doesn't ring the same, like you said, right? Even Javi, right? The name Javi to Cub fans. You say that name and it's like, oh, my God, you know, Javi. But Ian Happ is a major league all-star. You know, he's not a starting all-star, but he is an all-star. Sell high is all I got to say. Don't keep that boy on. Do not keep that boy on your team. Chirp, chirp. All right, this one's a little bit more from pop culture. This one's from Shron, C-H-R-O-N. Of course, we're inside of Twitter time where I'm taking my, my ride around the Twitter sphere to give you guys some of the top tweets I've seen today. said, a security guard working at the Houston Toyota Center has gone viral after a video surfaced of him weeping at a Kendrick Lamar concert over the weekend. 
This man. <laughs> and if you see the video, it's hilarious. Like, dude is really sitting there. First of all, you're supposed to be securing people, my friend. You're not supposed to be watching Kendrick Lamar, K-Dot. But Kendrick Lamar, a phenomenal rapper, one of the well, people consider him to be one of the best in the present. But could you imagine? I mean, who's, who's someone, Caesar, that you feel like you would cry if you saw? What artist would you, ha- would you see in concert? The weekend was just here a couple days ago at Soldier Field. Who who who's somebody you feel like I, I, you I shed can't tears think of, for? I can't think of someone off the top of my head that I would be at a concert. But I mean, you telling me you've never been brought to emotion like that by music? You know, music's uh, never brought you to some tears. Like okay, that? okay, okay. I'm an R. I, I'm a I'm an R and B guy. And whenever whenever Boys to Men sings "Mama," man, it gets me every time. Because for some stupid Mama, reason, I thought it'd be yesterday. Not mama? No, no. That's the mama song. It makes me my mom. And then I'm just like, bro, somebody take this song right now, bro. Why you got to play this right now? And it's not my, it's not Dear Mama by Tupac either. It's Mama by Boys to Men. That's that's one of those one of those guys. Now, it wouldn't but this is a rapper. Like how, how old is the man in this video you're speaking he of? He looks this? he looks to be 28. Okay, that, I mean, at least he's in the age range of that music, right? I mean, to, to, to be brought like to older that dude. Yeah, I thought you were going to tell me, like, he looks like 52, you know? That would have been hilarious. Oh, my God. Well, don't be crying no more, buddy. Chirp, chirp. Uh, keeping it moving inside of Twitter time. This one's from The Athletic. The 49ers have moved on from Jimmy G, telling the veteran quarterback that Trey Lance will be QB1. As I'm reading this text and seeing all the stories that come out about how, how uh, you know, Lynch – Shanahan and 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 Jimmy G had a meeting, and when they came out, they said, "Yeah, we agree. We're we're moving on with Trey Lance." All I thought to myself was, "Should I mortgage my house and bet the Bears week one?" Be careful what you wish for. I'm gonna say I, I've never been one that's been sold on Lance. I really haven't. Same. I, 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 I'm not sold on Trey Lance coming in as being like you know a stud quarterback, and and you have a guy that you went to the Super Bowl with with Jimmy G. Dude, I mean, you might have lost, yeah, but you were there. You were in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G. And I'm just saying, be careful what you wish for because I I am not sold on Lance one bit. This is one of those instances where you fall in love with a guy's athleticism, but when you see the product on the field, it might not necessarily add up the same way. And I think the Bears have a really – I feel like, okay, the Bears have a better chance at beating the San Francisco 49ers with Trey Lance on their center than they do with Jimmy Garoppolo. 1-0, baby. 1-0. All right. Let's go ahead. Last one. Chirp, chirp. This one is an interesting one. This is from Double XL Magazine. It said, what's the perfect number of songs for a rap album? I thought this was interesting. I'd love to see your text messages as we're going and wrapping this whole thing up. 312-644-6767. Tell me what your answer is as we as we give you guys our answers. And I'll tell you what, what Tanny said. Because, you know, he's the rap god on, on this station. No one can... Can, can match his rapdom. I'll tell you his answer in a second. But first, let Caesar and I, let's go ahead and do that. But don't forget, text in right now because I'll read a couple of them. 312 644 6767. How many do you think? What's the perfect number of songs for a rap album? If if it's a good album, right? Good songs? Yeah. I, I think 12. Okay. 12 good, like a good album, you know, and I'm not talking about. We're not talking about, and I want to I not include intros. And not include skits. That, Tanny said that. He said, are we including skits? And I said, no, no skits, no intros, just songs. That's what I'm saying. If it's, so you know, 12. good music, I'm going with 12. 12 good bangers, you know, a good, yeah. you, where you're not skipping over anything. You're just listening to it from beginning to the end. I, I go with 12. 12 good songs. 
See, I thought 12 initially. But then I thought to myself, how many of those are radio hits? How many of those are someone's favorite? So then I, then I said 17. Because we're talking about a rap album. If you're a lyricist, if you're a great rapper, and you have, air quotes, bars, you should be writing a lot of damn songs. Don't give me 12. That's one a month. You put out an album once a year. You're telling me you can only bang out one song a month and give me 12? And I'm not crapping on your thing, because like I said, I did think 12. But then I said, I know it's 17, because you want to know why? When it comes to rap, like, 10 of them are just going to be ones that you like. As the, Like, you're the rapper. You're the artist. You like those. Your label don't like it. Nobody else does. And then five are going to be bangers. 10, he said 10. 10, he said 10. He said, I don't want no fillers. I'm not going to say Tanny's wrong about something like that. That's as, what you, I said. as you said, he's the rap god here. I'll go with 10, though. And when he said 10, I was like, yeah, I could see where you'd want the perfect amount of songs is 10 because you don't waste my time making me listen to 17 songs. That's where I was wrong. So I appreciate it. Uh, I also appreciate my guests today on the show. Of course, Sam Phelan from A to Z Sports joining us to talk about the Chicago White Sox. Miguel Esparza, the voice of of the Chicago Cubs in Espanol joining us here on 670 The Score. And, of course, Mark Grody did a fantastic job covering the Bears. Got me hyped up. He and I will be doing our thing tomorrow, same time, 6 p.m. Make sure you are here for it. Coming up next, BetMGM. Is that right? We got BetMGM. And make sure you guys are here tomorrow as well to listen in to some more Gabe Ramirez. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Until next time. Guys, have a good night. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.